Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the second episode of Small Talk with the Multicultural Week Committee. We've got two very special guests with us today, and we're pretty excited to have them on board. We've Bree from the Guild, and we have Max from the Student Welfare Office. Uh, Bree and Max, welcome. Thank you so much for taking time off your schedules and joining us. Could we have a small introduction? Do you mind introducing yourselves? Yeah, uh, definitely. I can go first if you like. My name's Bree Shanahan and I'm the president at the UWA Student Guild. Um, and my name is Max, uh, the UWA Student Guild Welfare Officer. Okay, that was to the point. Well, thank you. <laughs> For starters, how are you both coping with this whole COVID situation? I imagine your workload has increased tenfold. What are you doing to cope with this? How is the whole situation affecting you both? Um, I think for me, it's been a pretty crazy start to the year because obviously um, we started off with the terrible fires over in the eastern states um, and then had to deal with a global pandemic. So it's definitely not um, the year that I sort of foresaw when I began as Guild President in December. Um, I think my workload has increased quite a bit, um, but it's a lot more, um, I guess, concentrated on one area than it usually would be. So usually I'd be working on lots of different projects at once, but at the moment it's really all coronavirus related. Um, so some of the things I'm trying to do, particularly working from home, is just really sticking to a routine and um, putting time aside to do fun things as well and leave the house um, in a sensible and safe fashion. Um, and as well as checking in with all the members of the Student Guild team to make sure that they're going going okay as well um, and Max has been doing some really wonderful stuff with the welfare department so I've been really trying to follow their lead that um, they've, they've put out in their well-being guide. Uh, thanks Brie. Um, yeah so I would pretty much say the same. Um, it's, it's, I think it's the, just the fact that it's um, the situation has changed so quickly um, in a way that really no one could have seen coming so the workload has definitely increased um, and being at home and having to do all that work at the same time, it can be a bit overwhelming. Um, but I've definitely tried to, like Bree has said, um, stick to a routine. And also just to keep reminding myself that um, just because I'm home 24-7 now doesn't mean I should be expected to work any harder. Um, if anything, it's totally okay for students, regardless of your workload, to even work less these days, just so you can like get a grip on how things are changing in the world and like how you work best at home. So yeah, those are like, that's like the start of the tips, um, which I'm sure we'll talk more about in the podcast. Again, the Guild and Student Welfare Services are doing a very good job. Thank you so much. It's so reassuring to see the kind of effort that you all are putting in. And as students, I think we tend to be a little more relaxed when we see that we have good facilities and good people behind us who are supporting us all the way. Three kind of facilities can students avail right now at the Guild with how everything is shifting online? Uh, definitely. So we have moved all of the services that we usually provide 
at our physical office online. So students are still able to access skilled volunteering and complete their volunteering hours, particularly for those students that need to complete mandatory hours to be able to graduate. So definitely feel free to reach out to them. All of our engagement offices online, our events offices online, everyone's working from home. But I think the really important service that's still operating at the Guild is our student assist service. So they provide confidential in and independent um, academic, financial and wellbeing advice. So if students need um, some support financially, they can access emergency grants and loans. And we've redistributed our budget to put more money into that for students this semester, as well as adjusting our policy around it. So students, if they receive a loan, will have a greater period to repay it in. That service can also help students navigate the Centrelink system, as well as the different academic policies at the university. So for example, if you want to withdraw after the census date, um, student assist is able to help you through that process, especially appealing any decision that's made against you. And if students are looking to get a refund or to have those grades removed from their um, academic transcript, student assist can be a really great place to start to get that kind of advice and practical tips on how to get through this semester. Um, and Max, what about student welfare? Uh, how have you all dealt with the transition online and how can we access services for student welfare online? Yeah, cool. Um, thank you. So yeah, obviously um, for any student who really has no idea sort of like what to do with any issues they might be having, would definitely re recommend student assist as the first place because even if they can't help you out directly, they'll definitely redirect you. Um, but some really other cool things that the Guild has done Thanks to the hard work of Brie, who I forgot to thank before. Um, we've got um, financial hardship grants going out, as well as um, welfare packages. So the best place to find all this information is on the UWA Student Guild Facebook page. Um, they were posted pretty recently um, on this day, Sunday. But if you scroll through there, you'll be able to find more information about things like eligibility, or more importantly, just reaching out and seeing how they can help you. The welfare department, you haven't tooted your own horn enough. Oh. The welfare department's doing lots of great um, events online. So I think that's probably something that tends to be missing from the conversation a little bit is that sort of um, lack of social interaction and maybe a feeling of isolation or loneliness. So I definitely recommend having a look at those Facebook groups. Thanks again, Brie. But yeah, I'll speak more to um, those sorts of things that we're doing as a department, I guess. So we have like, we have a few Facebook groups up and running. Uh, there's one for sort of book recommendations, um, Netflix recommendations, and also just pets. There are a bunch of other cool online spaces as well, such as like Plant Pals of UWA, which is by the environmental department, and also Clubs in Quarantine, which is by our SOC Council. So um, yeah, like Bree said, there are really cool online events and spaces happening. So keep an eye out for that everywhere, just to stay engaged with people from your own degree, but also like Cool things that you and your own friends can attend. I think it's important because at least for the last couple of weeks, we've all had classes and Zoom lectures to keep us occupied. But I think the next couple of weeks since it's study break, it's going to be a little more challenging because we're all going to have more time on our hands and we're going to be less occupied. I think these online events will go a long way into keeping us all engrossed. Do you both feel that there's going to be a different psychological impact of being at home all day without classes for two weeks? Absolutely. I think um, 
it's really, I don't know about everyone else, but I'm finding it really difficult to concentrate amidst everything that's happening because um, every few minutes there seems to be some kind of news update or a message from ABC News or an email from the vice chancellor saying that things have changed. And I think that constant flow of information is kind of overwhelming at times. Um, so I definitely think that people, as Max has already said, shouldn't feel like they, they need to be more productive than ever or even the same amount of work, be doing the same amount of work during the semester that they would ordinarily do. Um, so I think it's really important to be conscious of that and being really mindful of how you structure your day, which I didn't even think about to begin with. And it was really like the welfare department tips that made me think about how I can, even though I'm working from home, still have time to myself and not feel like I'm stuck in this, uh, this house all day. So yeah, I, I think it will definitely have an impact on people's mental health. Yeah, absolutely. I just like, this is certainly not normal by any means. Like, I don't think anyone in sort of our generation has had to sort of like be forced to stay home and almost like find ways to enjoy themselves. So I think definitely without the routine that Zoom classes create um, and not being able to go out, obviously, I guess a lot of people will be asking themselves like, oh, like, what do we do now? So I think like some just quick recommendations would just be pick up like new hobbies or things like that. Um, even if it's just like downloading a crossword app and doing that every morning or things like Netflix parties are really popular and really easy to access or scribble.io. It's like a website game where you do Pictionary sort of things. Um, I was up until like 1am last night playing that, which is not good, but during regular hours, there are just some really easy ways to stay connected and busy without classes. It's so the general consensus here is that we have to stay connected, make sure we stick to our routines, and above all is for us to keep engaged in something or the other, right? Of any activity mm -hmm. of any sort, not necessarily academic, right? Mm, definitely. Mm -hmm. That's nice. What about international students? I mean, as an international student myself, there's um, some things that we are obviously more worried about than um, local students. Do you both have any specific challenges that you face with regard to coming up with responses to international students? Um, I think the, the first thing that springs to mind for me is the announcement that Scott Morrison made the other day that I think has been really, I think he phrased it really poorly and it's come out with the wrong message that international students should just go home. And I think it's really frustrating as a student leader to be operating on a campus level and really wanting to be there for our international students and ensure that they're getting all the support they need, but to not see that reflected at a national level. And sometimes that can feel really, I guess, disempowering because I don't know how I can, as, as one person, get Scott Morrison to change his mind. But I think the message that I would have for international students is all international students are welcome on our campus. Um, we'll do everything that we can to support you and to always feel free to reach out to the Guild if you need advice, if you've got concerns. I've had a number of emails already and I know Vic Nash has been doing an amazing job as ISD president. So we're here for you, basically. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for sure, our campus is open to everyone and we're happy to support everyone, regardless of like domestic or international or whatever it may be. So I agree with Bree that it can be sort of, it can be sort of hard to find where to start helping just on a national level but also like if you if you're friends with international students and they have their own worries definitely 
um, again, reach out to any guild department, they'll help you find the right place or specifically the international students department has been doing some really good um, wrap ups and updates of latest policies and things like that. Um, so keep an eye on their channels and they're definitely the best place to go for support and advice like that. That is reassuring because again, there's a lot of confusion between what was said and how it was interpreted. I think it, it's good to know that at least UWA, from the way I'll, I see it, UWA is doing far more than any other university that I know of because we have friends in other universities who keep saying that they don't get as reassuring messages from their guild and their student welfare social media isn't that open. But I think it's the best advice I can give to all our listeners out here is please follow all our guild services on social media. I think that's where all of you make your announcements, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, staying informed is like, you're right. Like it's very reassuring to at least see a post which is like, hey, we don't have all the answers, but please know that we are here to support you. So definitely staying informed is a good start. The biggest advantage we have is the internet and that we can all stay connected. Plus the fastest way for all of you to send out your updates is through social media. Dylan, do you think there's a way that the committees or clubs can sort of adapt to this change as well? Um, I think the biggest thing is just staying active. I mean, it's really easy to fall into the pit of saying, well, let's just delay our events. Let's not have our meeting. But the really important thing is that we keep going and we keep talking to each other and be connected with each other. And uh, yeah, just stay active, stay talking to each other. And then it's a lot easier to deal with these kind of things as a group. And besides, meetings like this help us to stay motivated and keep up with our days and not just fall into that Netflix bit. Yeah. I think that's what the NCW committee was doing. We have our weekly meetings. Three and Max, do you have any advice to committees in general? Uh, I think I really agree with what Dylan has said. Um, we're trying hard to uh, encourage clubs to still be present in students' lives. And I know it's really difficult um, to enter that space, but I think we can think of this situation we find us in, ourselves in as a real opportunity. And maybe it's a yeah, an opportunity to think about how we do deliver our events and whether there's room for us to continue with some online things after all of this is over and we go back to normal. So I'm really interested to see how it pans out, but also trying not to be discouraged because I imagine many people came into this year with big plans about what they were going to do for their club or their faculty society. And it can be really disappointing to not be able to follow those things to the T. So I think, um, yeah, trying to see it as an opportunity and be optimistic um, the Guild Events Department is still working and we're currently putting together some grants for online events for semester one. Um, so keep an eye out for that. Yeah, definitely um, agree with everything that Dylan and Bree said. I guess like sort of two things broadly is A, continue to function as a committee. So definitely still have your meetings like Dylan said and also like take the time to bond, especially even that's just Zoom calls, um, and like movie parties within your own sort of committee. Um, but as well as that, like definitely challenge yourself to think of really fun and unique event ideas. So some events that have happened slash I know are planned is for example, a quiz night coming up on Wednesday between Alvin and Science Union. So I'm really excited to see how that goes. Since it is a free event, I encourage like, you know, people to go and attend and see, oh, that was a really cool idea. How can we bring that back? Or that was really cool. What are some different ways to 
you know, make it more tailored to what our committee and club members need. Um, so definitely think outside the box and challenge yourself because there's a lot of really cool technology, which I think is still underused or could perhaps be combined in really interesting ways. Yeah, definitely, definitely don't give up. See this as a outside the box challenge. We'll definitely keep a lot of that in mind. I think all clubs are scrambling to make sure all their members are happy and engaged. Uh, fantastic. Thank you both so much for all your wonderful tips and tricks. I'm sure all of this has gone a long way into helping us settle down or settle in, embrace ourselves for what's to come. But before I let you go, I'm going to break into some small talk, quite literally. Now, one of the ways I'm coping with everything is by cooking, and I love food. So I just want to know, what are you both doing? What is your food situation like when you're smacked with work, when work is heading your way from all directions? What is that one food item you decide to snack on? How do you keep yourself full and energetic? This is a good question. Um, I, I've been eating a lot of pasta because I am one of those people that just gets really impatient. And I, when I, I don't cook until I get hungry and then I'm like, what can I cook in 10 minutes to stop feeling this way? So I've been very lazy and probably don't have a very exciting answer, but I'm, I'm sure Max is doing a lot better than me. <laughs> I would, firstly, I've been ordering a fair bit of Uber Eats, um, which is honestly not that different to my, usual week but obviously because we're at home you can't order uber eats for breakfast lunch and dinner so um i've also been cooking pasta but i i'm very similar to brie like i don't realize i'm hungry until like it's honestly like a bit a bit hangry i suppose so one pot pasta is really easy just like a bunch of veggies a little bit of water and then you tuck the pasta right into the same pot and like make sure it all like sinks and then cooks but yeah i don't think there's anything wrong with pasta because it is like a really easy meal and there's so many different ways to do it i've been having like five cups of tea a day that i think that actually works that's a tip from me you can confirm i have been drinking copious amounts of tea <laughs> so pasta and tea i think that's just a universal thing for all of us instant food pasta all over <laughs> eats yeah. It's just, yeah. Well, what about uh, have you have you had the time to catch up on any movies or TV shows or read any books? Something you'd like to recommend? Yeah. So I and I'm I had to come into this call in the last ten minutes of the final episode of Tiger King. So you should feel very lucky because I almost considered asking if we could push this back because I'm on the edge of my seat. But it's a very good um, documentary series on Netflix. I also went and downloaded Animal Crossing because all I was seeing people talk about is either Animal Crossing or Tiger King. So now I've done both and I recommend both. And what about you, um, Max? What's keeping uh, you? Up? Yeah, um, I definitely want to get onto Tiger King. I just need to like find the time to commit myself because I know I will binge it for sure. Um, but I just, um, there's this show on Netflix. Um, it's, it's kind of like a satire of the royal family. It's called The Windsors. So um, I just posted about it in the Netflix Facebook group, actually. But um, whether you love or hate the royal family, um, I personally love them just because I think it's so, I don't know, it's just so funny seeing them interact in the modern world, sorry. But the show is like a big satire and sort of like what their place is in today's world. So definitely a lot of fun to watch and kind of 
kind of actually is a good sort of like bit of current affairs news as well. Um, but otherwise, I still haven't had time to read a book, even though I've told myself I will. But I am planning to catch up on The Sailor Who Fell From The Sea. I think it's called that. Um, it's like a short sort of short story um, by a Japanese author. But yeah. You all are getting a lot in. Oh, you got work on, on one hand, you got Tiger King on the other, and then there's pastors. What about you, Dylan? Um, my guilty pleasure in the last, I don't know, about 24 hours has been Kim's Convenience. Um, it's a great show about Asian families and it's very lighthearted and uh, it's just really, really nice show to watch. Season four just came out. So naturally I watched it in about eight hours straight. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been up to. Been trying to read a little bit and uh, got back into Dan Brown, rereading Da Vinci Code, etc. But uh, yeah, that's about it. That's a handful of recommendations. Well, I've just started reading Ready Player One. And I'm, well, I love that movie. And I'm curious to see where that takes me. As far as shows are concerned, Money Heist season four is out. I'm not sure if um, you all follow it, but Money Heist became this huge sensation back in India last year. So I'm looking to catch up on that as well. I think we've got enough distractions to keep us going for the next two weeks, eh? Definitely. Sure. Yeah, definitely. And tea, not to forget tea or coffee, whichever people prefer. Perfect. Thank you so much for joining us today, Bree and Max. I hope you had a good chat here. Thank you for your recommendations. And above all, thank you for all your efforts and whatever you're doing to make sure that guild and welfare is up to the mark to deal with the challenge. I'm sure the student community agrees that we're grateful to you. Uh, this has been a delight. I hope I will catch you again sometime when we can talk about far more relaxed things. Uh, so well, have a good evening and cheers. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you for joining us. Stay safe, stay healthy and stay kind. See ya.